Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong, your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone, the Prophecy Zone. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong, your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Phil Armstrong. I'd like to thank y'all for coming in today and watching listening to this show. Uh, we got a uh, interesting show. I'm just going to talk about my prophecy in the stock market lab. Construction for coming and much more. Stay tuned. Grab you a cup of coffee. This is Saturday morning. I'm going to be talking about Bible prophecy. Uh, Jim Rogers is a well-known economist. Uh, he did an interview with um, CSNBC, and Rogers warned America to prepare for financial Armageddon saying he fully expects the economy to implode after the U.S. election. Well, I got news for him. It's probably going to implode quicker, and I'm going to tell you why. Rogers, who for years have been an outspoken critic of the federal policies of uh, quantum easing, which quantum easing is when um, the governments print money out of thin air and push it into the system. He says, uh, he says the world is drowning in too much debt. Uh, he puts the blame squarely on the U.S. and the uh, European economies by um, saying that they, they they have a license to print money. It's like 007 having a license to kill. They have a license to print money out of thin air. And who's going to talk? Who's going to tell them otherwise? If it's another country tells them otherwise, we'll just invade you. Uh, it looks like... Um, Things aren't getting too much better. A lot of prognosticators are talking, uh, and, and trend analysts like Gerald Salente um, is talking about a, an implosion of the economy. And um, we have uh, always been blessed in this country. Uh, and um, this country has been known for sending missionaries to 
all parts of the world to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, we have turned our backs on Jesus. Uh, our mainstream media uh, has no idea uh, what they're doing when they uh, bash Christians and bash Jesus. Um, the restraining influence will be one day removed off the face of the earth. Jesus said in uh, John 15, 16, chapters 14, 15, 16, he talks about the restraining influence. He talks about the Holy Spirit. He talks about us being in the Father and being in Jesus. It says in 1 John um, that if we have the Son, we have the Father. And if we have the Father, we have the Son. But if we don't have the Son, we don't have the Father. And if we don't have the Father, we don't have the Son. And um, that cancels out every religion. Um, and I jump around a lot on this radio program. I apologize. I just get overexcited. Um, but uh, Jesus does not go with any other religion. And uh, when you start saying that uh, the Buddhist, the Islamic, um, New Agers, all of these people are going to enter heaven, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Okay, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Um, so what would this stock market look uh, crash look like? Well, it's beyond a stock market crash, folks. It's not just the stock market crash of the United States. We're talking worse than the Great Depression. We're talking uh, tribal um, fall of our society. Um, now, with the markets collapsing, uh, I a couple of years ago, found out about a term called derivatives. And derivatives is a highly sophisticated instrument. Actually, I think that it sounds ridiculous, but the investment does not just rely on, you know, simple investments like, you know, I'm going to invest in real estate, I'm going to invest in gold, I'm going to invest in the stock market, just simple stuff. This thing happens to be like the commercial. You ever see the commercial Larry Bird and Michael Jordan? I think it was Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. He says, off the ceiling, off the beams, off the bleachers, up in the air, off the ceiling, and in the basket. Remember that? Well, these <laughs> you're supposed to just shoot the ball, right, in the basket. Well, these investments are based off of if if it snows in Egypt and it rains in, in Detroit and the president takes two dumps in one day. Well, it's not. I'm just joking. But these, these are investment vehicles that rely on different things happening. It's almost like a bet. It's like going to the casino. And... And, and I guess they turn out the work because Hewlett Packard and all these other corporations are investing in derivatives. And let me give you a case and scenario. See, I used to trade commodities, which I never say to anybody because I really don't care. And I was pretty successful for a brief period of time. 
And um, I had my Moses complex. And what I mean by Moses complex, that Moses choose to live with the people of God rather than to spend his whole life in the uh, company of the Pharaoh who was headed to hell. So in other words, he'd rather be poor than rich. And um, I, I just chose Moses. I just chose to not try to get rich in this present world, but uh, to love Christ. Anyway, I used to choose, I used to I used to do commodities, and I was doing four hundred, six hundred dollars a day at, at a time, and uh, I just got miserable. But <clears throat> I was able to control with maybe a hundred dollars, ten thousand dollars worth of commodity, regardless if I'm doing Dow Jones or um, it's been so long I forgot what's one what I said soybeans and all of this other stuff um, and I and I kind of find out it is best to just study one or two and just do that but anyway uh, the 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 difference between a hundred dollars and a hundred thousand dollars is nine hundred and ninety thousand no excuse me nine thousand nine hundred dollars that's a big difference right so where's the money in between? Well, the derivative markets work like that, sort of. Hewlett Packard, and I keep bringing up Hewlett Packard because when I did a study on derivatives, that's what I kept bringing up. But Hewlett Packard was able to uh, buy uh, with $1 million, a billion dollars worth, I think it's like that, $100, billion, $100 million worth of derivatives, which is a huge bubble, folks. So what what Hewlett Packard was doing was they were buying they take one million you know a hundred million dollars and buy a billion dollars worth of derivatives and it was working for them for a while and folks this is it's 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 beyond trillions it's in the quadrillions two I think I heard the I heard the estimate for worldwide I think is two thousand two thousand trillion. So it's two quadrillion that is locked up in the system. And um, remember, just recently, uh, the uh, banks were told to get ready for a collapse. <clears throat> now, I want to just touch on something for a second. When you guys hear of a collapse, in the spring, anytime you hear the word spring, just not just and I and I and I know I say I don't own the patents on Bible prophecy, but anytime you hear the word spring, like like for instance, I just seen uh, on the Depa files, they were saying that they're going to try to convince Netanyahu to wait until next spring. Now, trust first of all, Netanyahu hopefully is no dummy. Uh, second of all, we have already fulfilled the spring feast. So God of Jesus, excuse me, Jesus Christ has already fulfilled this the, with his death, burial, and resurrection. He's already fulfilled the spring feast. Uh, he uh, he died on Passover. Unleavened bread was the time when he was upstairs in the upper room, and also how it represents the burial. A first fruit represents the resurrection of Christ, and Pentecost 
represents the church. Now, we say, well, you just got to talking about stock market collapse. And, well, I'm going to say something first, and then I'm going to go back to the markets. Um, so he's already fulfilled anything that happens in the spring. So from the general time frame where these um, feasts begin, because they practice the feasts every year. So we we go in American culture, which has been demonized. We have Easter. We, of course, we go chasing after an egg, Easter egg, right after we do church. Um. So I got something in my eye. Sorry, about that. but um, we did. We have demonized Easter, and also um, Pentecost was the beginning of the church. And those were the spring feasts. So those feasts happen in the spring. Now, there is coming a time where the fall feasts would take over, meaning from September to November would take over. And uh, this is how I know that the stock market collapse will have to happen in the fall. Now I don't. I'm not too privy on uh, market collapses in October, which actually happened to be in October. Every single major market correction has been in October, and I guess that has to do with the fiscal reading. Um, and normally, October first is like the the fiscal. Because I know in the military, October first was the um, time where the military would get a new budget. Because when I was in the military, we'd always get new stuff around um, October 30th, you know, going into November. And I think when corporations read their their annual reports to their um, to their um, shareholders, it has to do with that general time of the year where they take their records and start back over in the fiscal year of. Um, Financial um, uh, management comes in October to October. You see, our, our judicial year or our Gregorian year starts in January, but the financial year starts in October. So once they find out that they, their their year was bad and it went to hell in the handbasket, that's when you figure out that a market correction is intact when you get multiple companies doing that. But um, most stock market collapses um, since I've been born, and even before I was born, when my grandma and grandpa was born, um, happened in September, October, most of the time October. Um, So, yeah. So I'm going to take a quick um, break. Uh, I'm going to explain to y'all, man. I pray now a lot before my radio programs. I get more interference. If it's not me being the interferer, it's outside influences, inside influences, blog talk radio influences. I got kids. I mean, it just behooves me that either I should be proud that I'm getting that much interference or sad that I'm not blessed by God, one of the two. But I, I I get so much anxiety when I when I do these radio shows, and that's why it's preppy to eat right, so you can get up in the morning 
really early before everybody get up and and do your radio shows because it's important, folks, that we get this word out um, that uh, time's of the essence. Time is short. Today's August 18th. And um, I'm not too too strung up on trying to say that Rosh Hashanah is the time that Jesus is going to come back. I believe that every year I will um, observe that day, even if I'm not Jewish, because I believe that the Feast of Trumpets will be the next uh, feast in line. There are seven feasts that Jesus will fulfill before um, the end of the age and Jesus restores his kingdom to this earth. The next on the list is the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, now, going back to the markets, the markets, um, I've heard some pronosticators say that next spring, but it can happen at any time. That seems to be their scenario, but a lot of the pronosticators uh, are saying we are immediately in danger of the danger zone. And that comes along with World War III. Now, remember, these are wars and rumors of wars. And it also will probably go along with financial crashes and rumors of crashes or uh, earthquakes and rumors of earthquakes or, you know, you hear the news stories of the generation is collapsing Um, economically. It's definitely collapsing. Um, Detroit and, and some of your bigger cities are, the infrastructure is just terrible and they're not putting any more money in the infrastructure. Um, the um, counties all across the America are um, filing for bankruptcy. Uh, I'm not a gloom and doomer. I'm, I look at the glass half full, but these days there's no way I can even, you know, I got I got I got what you call a, 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 a transplant glass. So I'm seeing all kinds of stuff. You know, those glasses with the with the glitter. So I don't know if it's half full or half empty anymore. But um, the financial collapse is a sign that Jesus is coming soon. Now, now, there's always been financial collapses, just like there's always been earthquakes and always been wars in the Middle East. But we are at the pivotal point in history because Israel was a nation and become and became a nation in 1948. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, but that this generation should not pass. And Isaiah says a nation shall be born in one day. In May 14, 1948, Israel was a nation. And um, let us pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Let us pray, pray for Israel. Let us pray for Damascus. Let us pray that God will put it on Israel's heart to ask people to leave Damascus before they neutralize it or blow it up. And that's what's going to happen, folks. That's going to happen soon. Now, can we go another two years? Yeah, it's a possibility. It's a possibility that we can go another two years. But um, keep in mind that even if he did come back in another two years, are you going to be ready? Are you going to be seriously ready to hear that trumpet sound? People believe that they're ready because 
they go to church on Sundays and, you know, they might have some brief conversations about Jesus. They never get excited. They they sort of passive about Christianity. They passive about everything. But they can get on the phone and they can talk to their girlfriends or they can get on the phone and talk to their boyfriends or, you know, uh, get dab- and dabble in a little gambling, dabble in the, the casinos, dabble in a little bit of lottery, dabble in a little bit of crystals and a little bit of horoscopes, you know. You know, that's stuff that ain't gonna, you know, ain't gonna harm nobody. Watch anything on TV. Just don't care about their spiritual life, folks. We have to come from among them and be separate. And that's what Jesus is asking us to do. So I'm going to continue a little bit more on some of the um, things I told you I was going to talk about. But I just want to um, briefly just. Uh, spend some time uh, talking about um, what does God want us to do as far as the world is concerned. Now, First John two fifteen says, "Love not the world, nor the things of the world. If the, if you love the world, the, um, the lust of the eye, the, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life." Now, the pride of life is just because I exist, and I'm me, and I live in my plastic bubble, then you're supposed to respect me because I'm me. Uh, And I remember a skit at the church I used to go to, uh, and uh, I was just sitting there. Everybody's just sitting there quiet, you know, waiting for the next thing to have the shoe to drop. And somebody just stands, and they, and they start a skit. We didn't know they were starting a skit. Somebody stand up on one side of the church, say me, M E, you know me, and then they shout me, 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 and then it goes all the way up, <laughs> says it until he gets on the stage or she gets on the stage, and you know, and they have different people from different walks of life, young, old, businessmen, young kids, young girls. And they're just like, me, 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 And they all say me together, and it's kind of funny. And uh, it, 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 it mimics a, a, a culture that is stuck on themselves. And um, I'm going to take a break right quick, because I want to go upstairs and see what my little four-year-old monster is doing, along with my nine-year-old. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture, an American Warning Radio, with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, All kidding aside, the the numbers are really starting to go up on that program, and I think one people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, and you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. And Warning. Warning. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's A-N-AmericanWarning.com. Thank you. 
lays out our future and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Alright, so God's Word says, and uh, 2 Corinthians six fourteen says, Be ye not unevenly yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship have for unrighteousness with unrighteousness and what communion have light with darkness okay and then it says in verse 17 wherefore come out from among them and be separate says the Lord and touch not an unclean thing and I will receive you uh, so it's an attitude adjustment uh, it is a uh, offering ourselves our whole lives <clears throat> on a daily basis as a living sacrifice. It's, it's not part-time. It's not, uh, Jesus is not secondary or third or fourth. He is to be number one in our lives. And uh, what are you doing? Well, what you're doing for Christ will last. What you're doing for yourself will not last. Uh, now, if Christ called you to be a doctor, lawyer, that's fine. Or if he calls you to be a football player or an actress, or nine times out of ten, it's probably not an actress because they're 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 uh, that's like sending you to the pit of hell. But a uh, Christian actor, how about that? But um, actress, <laughs> but um, the uh, choices that we make today will make our future. And um, this is definitely true in the Christian life. And uh, that's why we're to obey God's word. We're to read it daily and we're to uh, memorize it and meditate on it. And that's what we all have to do. Uh, It just doesn't come um, by accident. And you sure can't have your pastor tell you on Sunday and then you go off and uh, think you can survive off what your pastor told you on Sunday. That just doesn't work. <laughs> but um, we're going to uh, start off uh, talking about uh, on Monday. Uh, and we're going to be doing our shows on Podomatic, hopefully, or putting up a file on our Facebook 
where people can read uh, will last for about 10 to 15 minutes. And it was just talk about specific issues. And it's for close, as soon as I can get that started, I will. And a lot of people have questions on things like uh, tarot cards and, uh, you know, and uh, can a Christian play a lottery? Well, I think it's a little bit too late in the game for trying to figure all that stuff out. But we will have a show based off of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and we know that that is worldly things. We know that. That's why we have a question about it. Anytime you have a question about something, you know, ask it. But nine times out of ten, that question is probably can be answered just by reading your Bible. And uh, if you have, like I say, if you have a question about something, ask it. But if you, nine times out of ten, if you have a question about something, you probably shouldn't do it. Some people say, well, can I drink? Well, can you drink one or two? Or you have to drink like five or six or seven. About the time you're done, you drink like 20. Well, I used to be an alcoholic, so I know. Um, <clears throat> well, anyway, time is running out. Uh, Jesus said that uh, in Matthew 24, matter of fact, I will go to Matthew 24 and I will read it because it is very important that we go through this and we are living. And I'm not 100% sure I don't own the patents on Bible prophecy, but if I was a betting man, which I'm not, and I told you that already in the show, that we were living just before verse 8. And let me read verse 8. It says, And all these are the beginning of what? Sorrows. So, in that little bitty verse, all these are the beginning of sorrows. In that little bitty verse, I think Daniel 9, 24-7 has just taken place. The Antichrist will come. Now, let's back up. So, we just read verse 8. Now, let's read verse 7. And the platform of the Antichrist will be this. Now, we know... Well, let me read it first. For not for nation, for, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. And then... That is a major war, to say the least. And we go to verse 6. Let's back up. And it says, And ye shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, we're in that time period right now. That's exactly the time period we're at. Uh, when I opened up that, that uh, Depa Files ar- uh, article this morning, and they're saying that they were trying to convince uh, Benjamin Netanyahu to wait until next spring. First of all, he's no fool. And third of all, uh, he's not going to do it. He's not crazy. Uh, and, and fourth of all, the spring feast. We must think about the spring feast is already been fulfilled. So, if we're on the verge of World War III, which is verse 7, there's no way 
that Benjamin Netanyahu is going to wait until next year, unless it's unless it's next fall. So I don't think Benjamin Netanyahu. I can sit up here and tell y'all Benjamin Netanyahu is not and Barack is not going to wait until next year because they don't trust Barack Obama. I don't even trust Barack Obama, and I never met the dude before. So how are they going to trust Barack Obama? I just. I just don't trust politicians, uh, especially the way he's been treating them for the last four years. And you think I'm going to wait again for another until spring? So uh, if you tie it together with the, uh, I mean, countless of men who uh, who have so much of a well track record uh, uh, let's see hello hold on for a second Test. I don't know what's going on upstairs I just heard some loud noises I have some I have my earmuffs on and through those earmuffs I was hearing like doo 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 like a big sound like somebody's beating them, beating this floor and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if those little knucklehead kids is upstairs. But last I went up there my wife was sitting up in there so she might have went to the bathroom. My kids aren't that bad. They I mean, trust me, they, they scared of me. I mean, they in a good way. They they respect me so if they know I'm around, they're not gonna do too much. It just when the cats away the, the mice will play. And they kids. But that seems to be the excuse people have been using lately. They're kids. Well, if you look back 20, 30 years ago, we didn't do that. Well, at least I didn't do crazy stuff that they do. I did my own version of crazy stuff, but it's much more tampered, tempered. Uh, yeah, they're kids. Well, the Bible speaks a lot about their kids these days. And it talks about Second um, Timothy 3. It has a long list of things that these kids are going to be like in the, in the generation itself, adults included. Um, but um, but it seems like to me between verse 6 of Matthew 24 and verse 7, there is a major uh, world, world war after the rumors have expired. And... Um, It seems like we're 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 just at verse six, and I've heard many rumors over just just by being a watcher, and you just listen to all the rumors that that war is coming, and then war is not, and then it's coming, and it's not, and but this year we have a little bit more sense that it is. Now, do we know what day and hour Jesus is coming back? No. But I am a vivid fan of Rosh Hashanah. I am a vivid fan of the Feast of Trumpets. It's exciting. And when I open up the uh, news, the the, the depot files this morning, they're talking about they were going to be meeting on September 18th. I say, yeah, you're going to be meeting, all right. You're going to be meeting in the underground. Uh, if, if this if this stuff takes place, that I believe that the rapture of the church. Um, will happen on these feast days on, on Rosh Hashanah. It's a two-day event. It's known as the Festival of the Doors. 
It's known as the Feast of Trumpets. It's known as the uh, uh, Marriage of the King. It's known as the coronation, coronation of the King. It's known as the Feast. So in other words, I am known as a husband, a father, a veteran, a student at times, a a watcher. <laughs> I am known of many names, just like some of you might be. Um, Rosh Hashanah is named that. And when Jesus was talking about in Matthew 24, that you'll know when I'm at the doors, that's what he was referring to. Um, when he said no man knows the day and hour, it's also known as no one the day that no one knows, but the Father only. That's a title. That's literally a title of Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets. <clears throat> the church begun on Pentecost two thousand years ago, um, uh, and um, it will end. I'm sure, on the Feast of Trumpets. Now, Feast of Trumpets is a two-day event. And truly, no man knows the day and hour because it's 9 o'clock, 9.07 here, and it's probably 12.07. It is 12.07 in New York. So we have different hours, right? And it is a different day in the Middle East right now, I think. A couple hours from here, it would be a different day. So, and I'm pretty sure somewhere there's a different day somewhere in America. Hawaii, it is still 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.07 in the morning. So, yeah, no one knows the day and hour. I don't know the day and hour. But would I put this video, would I put a video on YouTube saying Rosh Hashanah's day? No, probably not. I don't think God wants the church to even know. I believe that God wants just the Jewish people to know when the two witnesses go up to the Sanhedrin and possibly Moses and Elijah and they say this is uh, the new year This that was the rapture of the church that just happened um, so with that being said I do believe that we still have three feasts left, and the fall must be a it will be a pivotal point, whatever year it is that Jesus Christ will come back for His church. And I am a pre-trib rapture person. I believe the rapture will happen before the tribulation period begins. Um, in Matthew twenty-four, it says that they um, in the days of Noah they knew not until Noah entered the ark. He says they know nothing. They know they know nothing. They know nothing. <laughs> Not a joke. They know nothing until Noah entered the ark. So in other words, he says just in the days of Noah, they know nothing until he went into the ark. In other words, they 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 didn't know this was coming. That leads me to believe that Rosh Hashanah could be the day, but there is no war or nothing going on because we might be very surprised to find out that at the last trump of Rosh Hashanah, and we're not going to be paying attention to it because we in the East Coast, we 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 on the, we're in the West, and we're way over here in the United States. Unless you're a follower and you know for sure when that last trumpet trump is blown, some of us 
will probably even come to the point where, well, it didn't happen. And we probably lose count or lose or lose focus on their way over there. And when that last trumpet sounds, we have no idea. But, you know, I think what he's going to do in the United States, the United States is going to be judged anyway. You know what he's probably going to do? He's probably going to wait for a rush hour over here in our worstest places. Because in California, rush hour at, at will be about what, about seven, eight, nine. And then he'll probably have rush hour in New York all at the same time. So when he calls his church out, cars are going to be flying like flying torpedoes. See, the other nations, he's going to be kind of um, lax with them because uh, I'm just joking when I say this. But I always thought the United States would probably get stuck with the rush hour rapture. Um, but that's <laughs> That's just, that's just, I'm just being funny, I guess. Um, I just hate to be here during that time because I don't think, I think for people who once studied Bible prophecy and took their eyes off the ball or took their eyes off the prize, I think they're going to be most miserable. And another set of people that I think is going to be really miserable unless somebody grab a hold of them is family members who um, told people that this thing was going to happen and they didn't believe it. They waited until the last minute. And, and if you read um, uh, Matthews 25, talks about the 10 versions and five were foolish, tribe were wise and five were foolish. And he says, go get your own stuff. And then while they went to go get their things, uh, they took off and went into the, you know, with the bridegroom. And that gives me focus on, you know, you have to understand the gospel. You have to understand, you have to understand that you have to be totally sold out to Jesus Christ. Um, you have to be, you have to put him first. He has to be number one. He has to be first in your life. And, um, when he's that, and you have to obey his word, obey him. When the spirit speaks to you, you you obey. Um, is it the easiest thing when the world seems to be at its noisiest, 24 hours a day seems like, and even when it's quiet, it's noisy? Because uh, all the moon and the stars and everything has to align before you can sit down and read your Bible. It's too quiet. I can't read it because I'm so used to noise. Uh, I've been there before. But we have to find our time to be with Christ. Just you know, go outside in the cool of the night and just pray. You know, doesn't you don't have to stay indoors. Go outside on your porch as long as there ain't no mosquitoes. And, and you know... Pray to the Lord. Go in your garage. Go sit in your car in the garage. Hopefully nobody don't um, come out thinking you're going to start it up and kill yourself. <laughs> but go into, the, go into your garage. Find a place. Find a closet space. Find somewhere uh, to meditate on the God's word. But, um, you know, God, Jesus coming back is a good thing. 
it's not a bad thing. You know, a lot of people make it seem like, well, it's a bad thing. Well, it's a bad thing for those who are not saved. I think it's a tragedy for those who even come to Christ and have to lose their lives, but it's worth it. I mean, to be a martyr for Christ is 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 a, is a privilege. Say that sounds crazy. That sounds moronic. That sounds just out there, man. Yeah, it is. But to be a martyr for Christ, well, you you will be celebrated for eternity. And there's enough of God to go around. Look at this big universe. He created all the universe. Have you ever seen the pictures of the universe? Looks beautiful. The stars and the brightness and and the and the galaxies and it's just beautiful. Just I mean, just I can't even explain how beautiful it is. <clears throat> but pictures of the universe is very accessible. So what were our glorious bodies look like? And folks, this is not somewhere in the future, 100 years. This is now. We're going to get new bodies. We're going to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. And in Rosh Hashanah, there are 100, I think there's 100 main blasts, and in between there's small blasts. I believe that the two witnesses will come down to earth not too far away from whatever Rosh Hashanah it is. So they might be here on the first, like if Rosh Hashanah was like 2013 and it was on September 4th and 5th, the the two witnesses probably land on earth. God probably sent them back on the 4th, even though it's over on the 5th. So this year, you'd be surprised if in the desert, God puts so two witnesses out in the desert, and they, and they, Moses and Elijah could be walking around on Earth on September 16th of this year. They could be, and they would go to the Sanhedrin once the rapture happens and say that was the rapture of the church, and then they would call all men to repentance, and 144,000 Jews would come to them, and they would be taught by them for six months, and. At the same time, the Antichrist will confirm a covenant around October sometimes. Um, but privy to the um, war of um, Ezekiel 38-39, there's some clues that if there is a designated spot where Israel is going to hit them on a designated date, then Russia will be and nobody seems to pick that up from what I'm trying to say is that Russia is coming as a guard to uh, Iran so that means Iran wasn't totally smoked so I don't think I think it might be a minor war or no war between Israel and Iran because Russia will beat Israel to the punch remember he they comes as a guard so that means that Israel was going to attack Iran by uh, Iran and Russian intel and Russia around Rosh Hashanah decides to invade Israel if that works that way or it could happen even after the rapture of the church 
I don't know how God is going to do it, but that that makes it very interesting and very um, um, it just it it mean it blows my mind, but it makes it very interesting, very exciting. Um, it, it pulls the zeal out of me. That's what Bible prophecy does. Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. He, I mean, it it, it makes you it validates. Which you believe even more than what you believed, because not every generation had Bible prophecy, so you was not able to, you know, be energized by that much zeal from Bible prophecy. But these days, yeah, we are, and to find out that Christ is the only way to God, there is no other way. No other way. And our generation is so deceived. We got one family that I know. Um, and I'm not going to go into too many, too many details because I'm speaking in code. Uh, so nobody can understand if they listen to this radio show. But um, I have... Um, one family uh, that says that their son sees spirits and things, and and it's my it's my my stepdaughter's uh, family. She goes over there to the house, you know, because you know her father. Because this is my stepdaughter, so her father's um, uh, kids. So she goes and visit her sisters and brothers. And they say her brother sees spirits, and you know, and they just, and then mom is all into it, you know, like don't sit there, you know, Hercules is sitting there. I'm like, are you serious? But um, that's as much as I'm gonna say on that. But uh, you know, sometimes you send your kids into the pit of the armpit of hell, and um, you don't you don't really have too much to say about it. I mean, what I'm going to say, she can't go visit her sister and brother. I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect that to come, you know, come back to me. Um, you're, you're, she went over, my wife told me she went over there and she, she's asking my wife, do you believe that? And I'm like, dude, my daughter is going around, you know, she goes around, she goes to school and she says, she tells people she's a Christian. And I pray for her. I said, man, I need to pray for this child. This <laughs> I mean, I want y'all to pray for my, me and pray for my family also. Um, Satan's out to get our family, and it, and it's not, and it's through stealth, it's it's through trickery, it's through sneakiness. Uh, it's not like it's it just it just comes. It's it's not like it's just, uh, you know, out cold and blank. I mean, society is is like someone poisoning you in a, in a, for 50 days straight and you finally drop dead and they collect the insurance. Um, sin is just so smooth and so cunning and so devious by itself. Throw Satan in there who's slimy and sneaky and you have no choice but to cry out to Jesus. <laughs> what? Why? And it just makes me think that this whole world is just a matrix. 
everybody's living this role and they only have the decision to make. And that same decision, it's the same decision a thief on the cross to the right and to the left of Jesus had to make. One made the right decision and one made the wrong decision. And eternal life is in Jesus. You have to make that choice before you start breathing, before you expire. Well, I'll just make that choice when, you know, I'll make it and I'll make it at no end. Man, man, hold, wait, 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 wait. You ain't, you might not get that chance. You might not get that chance. Don't wait. Especially now. Especially now. You don't have to take my word for it. Go study Bible prophecy yourself if you even got the time. I feel like I'm telling you what the ten five versions told the other five. Go find your own oil. You know what I believe that is? I believe that's the Holy Spirit, but I believe it's it's through truth. You remember when he's talking to the woman at the well? You must worship Jesus. Or you must worship God in spirit and in truth. So the oil represents the spirit, but in truth you must go find. So you can commune with the spirit. And you can commune with God. And without truth, folks, you're nothing. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for distorted knowledge. There's many distortions today. The enemy is out to get us left and right, east and west. The enemy is there. But greater is him that is in you than he that is in the world, if he is in you. Because it says in Romans 8, if you do not have the spirit of God, you're not his. It says in God's word to make sure you're in the faith. It says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, that if a brother or sister thinks they stand, let them check themselves just in case they fall. It says in Jude to con- honestly contend for the faith. Honestly contend. It's like a a Olympic star in just four years or, or a young kid who just makes it 18 years old and goes to the Olympics and they're contending for that will are they contending for a reward that will perish, that will not always be here? A hundred, two hundred years from here, somebody's going to lose that medal. And these medals and these 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 gold medals are only made up of six ten percent gold. They're not gold medals, folks. It's just the value you put behind counterfeit dollar bills. The the the, the value you put behind pet rocks, the value you put behind, any, I mean, you if a if a woman values a, a, a man that's going to beat her up, then shame on that woman and shame on that man. You know, hit a woman. That woman values that man just because she's taken taken care of. Say, so what are you talking about? Yeah, you're right. What am I talking about? The value you slap on something, folks doesn't make that thing good. It's like alcohol. I need me a drink. I need me a drink so I can run away from my problems. 
We all need Christ. We need to drink of that water. He brings us peace. He brings me peace, folks. He set me free from bondages that I'll never be set free of, that I never thought I'd be set free of without him. I'm tired. I'm tired of this world. Even if I even if I was a millionaire, I'd be tired of this world. Even if even if I even if I, even if all my ducks were perfectly in line, I would still be tired of this world. I've never seen anything where so much things happen to harm people, to steal from people, to gossip about people. This world is passing away, folks. The Bible speaks of iniquity reaching its point. And then the Antichrist will be revealed. The one who will go into perdition. And the bad thing it says, even though iniquity does reach its point, it says that the restrainer who restrains evil, the Holy Spirit, will be taken out of the way. Now, wait a minute, folks. If evil reaches a, a tipping point and then the screen or the Holy Spirit is taken out the way. How bad is it going to get? You got these people on 11, 11, 11 walking around praying uh, uh, that, you know, that, you know, loosening, loosing, loosing uh, demonic prayers over this world. Demonic prayers. What do we need demonic prayers? Why do we need to loose the demons? We already got enough demons walking around here. Isn't that just wonderful? There are many Christians in uh, Syria. There's Christians fleeing by the thousands. They need to flee out of Damascus. I hope that's where they're fleeing out of. They, uh, it says that Israel plans to um, use shock and awe in Iran. It's, and if you read that article, it talks about a 30-day war on um, Iran. Now, why would we? Why would they? I, I'm on Israel's side, but I'm just asking why would they need 30 days to <laughs> do that? But here's a here, here's 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 a, here's here's what I want y'all to see. Okay, they say they need 30 days. To bomb Iran, right? And I and I take this as I take it's coming straight from the higher ups in Israel. So my question is, why would they need thirty days when the Bible says that Israel come, uh, Russia come as a guard with Iran? So they never got to any war. If you read Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy would interpret it. I'm not the, I don't, like I say, I don't own a patent on Bible prophecy, but it seems to me that if the, if the, if they're talking about 30 days to bomb Iran, they'll never get to it because that means Iran had to be completely obliterated, just like Iraq did or completely neutralized. Gerald Salente says, my bones tell me this thing is coming down fast. And when did he say that? He said that on the 16th. I was listening to Alex Jones' show. He's like, this thing's coming down fast. And he told Alex Jones that, you know, they're coming after me and you. And Alex Jones was like, 
not even listening to him. I said, but man, you better listen. You better listen. Quit saying you're a Christian and become one. And people say, well, since Alex Jones is such a great man and millions of people listen to him, uh, you know, he doesn't need Jesus. You want to bet? You better start listening to Jesus. Gerald Salente said he can feel it in his bones that this thing is coming down. He means the crash of all things, greater than the greatest depression. Um, he's saying that, uh, he says, says this will be much worse than 1930 depression. He says we're in a global age and it's spreading globally. Remember the derivatives I told you about? This is a, this is, I don't think we can phantom trillion dollars from, I mean, a trillion dollars is 1,000 billion. Okay? 1,000 billion. And we get hot over somebody becoming a billionaire. One billion. Um, that's sad, folks. This thing is coming to a grind, and it would happen overnight. And I'll give you some clues that it happened overnight. Turn to Luke twenty-one. Uh, Luke twenty-one. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to go ahead and take a little small break, and then I'm going to come back and, and wrap it up with, with this. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Box Talk Radio. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Oh 
investor exit from the stock market. There's big time exits. People are selling all their stuff uh, and buying into gold. Gold is a safe haven. Um, Some people are seeing $2,000 low gold. Some people are seeing $3,000. Some people are seeing even higher than that. Um, uh, People like George Soros is getting liquidating all, getting out of his um, uh, stock holdings that have to do with, uh, uh, what did they say? Um, oh, I forgot what it is. But he's get, he's liquidating a lot of his holdings and stocks and, and transferring it over to uh, gold. And, and you know when George Soros is doing crazy stuff like that, then you know something's coming. But um, this gold fits into why the government is purchasing um, ammunition. Um, and and why um, it seems like uh, preparation for market collapses or market collapse and civil unrest is happening all over the world. It's just not just the United States, folks. If it was just the United States, then we'd be okay with that. And then that's throwing in uh, throwing in the fact that uh, 2012 seems to be a um, a year of uh, transformation for the cult, meaning the age of Aquarius will be coming soon, and the age of Pisces will be going. And if you read Matthew 24, the disciples asked Jesus, when will be these signs be, and what will be the end of the age? The end of the age is the age of grace. But the end of the age also is when Satan's time is up because Satan is the prince of the power of the air. And he's been on um, this earth. And these are the last days. Remember when Peter says a day to the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. These are the last days of Satan's reign. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And he paved the way. For us dearly. So, um, Luke 21 34, it says, and I want you to focus on 30, verse 35, but right now I'm going to read verse 34. It says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged for surfeiting, uh, that means the, your appetites, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. And so that that day will not come upon you unawares. And it says in verse 35, For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth. So what I want you to focus on is a snare. That means uh, stealth. You ever seen the stealth fighters, the stealth airplanes? They look like a big giant bat or a big giant squeal, a squid. What's those big, big uh, fish? Well, these are big fish that look like. Um, hold on for a second, you guys. Uh, I'm getting attacked again. I'm getting attacked. <laughs> Thank you. 
got kids just invading the uh, show. So <laughs> um, you just when you have kids, man, and 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 you don't see. I'm I'm a disciplinarian, so somebody who's down here doing the show other than me, they wouldn't have no problems because I wouldn't let the kid come downstairs. But uh, <laughs> that's just the, that's just the price, man. You got to deal with God. But um, I got 17 minutes, so I'm just gonna go ahead and just just talk briefly uh, about the time that we live in and the neededness for spending time with the Lord in prayer and um, meditating on God's word because God's word is what's going to get you through um, difficult times. And um, we need to have our eyes uh, set on Flint towards Christ like he had his eyes set towards Flint on the cross or at the cross. Um, our destination is heaven. We're pilgrims down here. We're not meant for this earth. And sometimes when you get around people, um, family members or friends or coworkers, whose life uh, purpose is to uh, live in Egypt, you can't blame them because even the Bible talks about this world and we can't be taken from this world. Remember the disciples? He says the disciples. He says he, he says the disciples. I cannot take them from uh, here, but um, we can be with them. We can walk with them. Uh, we can empower them. Um, and and that seems to be uh, the case. We need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. He says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And uh, that's an understatement, folks. I mean, if we don't have Christ, uh, we lose. You say, what do you mean? I'm a Christian. Um, we don't have Christ, folks. We lose. We if we If we don't go in the power of the Spirit, we lose. Um, if I do a radio show outside of the power of the Spirit, then I lose. Um, I believe we live in a world where we have to be careful. And it, and it says that in Luke 21, it says, And take heed to yourself, lest at any time your heart be overcharged with surfeiting, with the drunkenness, and with the cares of this life. Now, paying your bills, folks, you need to pay your bills. Because God wants you to pay your bills. Um, if you're in debt, then he wants you to get out of debt. He says, oh, no, man. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But um, he doesn't want us to be saturated with this world. You know, you, you be a Christian, but every time you're driving down the road, you want to point out every new car that's coming out. Or uh, when you pass by big houses, you always point out, uh, how uh, awesome the big houses are. And instead of, this is what I do, folks. I say, man, that's a nice house, you know, and I'll go by my merry way. Or I'll say, that's a nice house. I can't wait to see what the house looks like in heaven. Um, but, you know, if we can afford a house, yeah, we go into a house. We, we, I mean, heck, they practically giving them away, especially where I'm at. 
Um, and I just chose to wait until my older ones get older and wait until my younger ones get young, uh, older um, and don't have any more. And that way the house is kept well. And you don't have to worry about, you know, a two-year-old, four-year-old dropping stuff all over the place. You would have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old and they'd be a little bit more responsible. But um, the uh, folks, the value that Moses, Moses was in the Pharaoh's house, folks. Moses was in the Pharaoh's house and he chose the ways of God. He chose to be with the Israelites. He he knew the promises. He knew that something was very special about these people from Israel. He knew it. And remember, he was from the people of Israel. So um, he he knew the promises uh, that will come to him um, in the future, and he knew that he would be able to um, uh, be blessed in the future by God. Now he's looked at by many many people every day across the world and throughout history. Moses is a great man. And um I mean that's awesome. Uh, but anyway, um when we look at the end times we, we must keep our eyes on Christ. Remember Peter got out of the boat, said, Bid me to come to you and he kept his eyes on Christ. This is not the time folks to look at the who the Antichrist is or when they're gonna build the temple or you know uh, I want to go get me some uh, uh, food uh, to put away, you know, sell little packs of food in Walmart. Let me put those away. So, you know, emergency happens. My family be well taken over care of. You do, you do that. I did that. We got food. We got packaged foods where we, you know, if something happens, we can bring it out. But folks, you got to look at Jesus. Because he, Christ is coming back for his people. And you don't want to be trying to find out, looking at the Antichrist, you're going to definitely uh, think. You want to be looking at Jesus Christ. That, that's who you want to be looking at. And uh, and he is coming back soon. And even when I tell people around me and tell people on the show, is that even if he came back in two years from here, that's not long. I mean, that's not long at all. I mean, if you think two years is long, then I don't know where you've been. These years have been flying by. Uh, I, I, I kid you not. I've been in Spokane for like five years, and every year gets faster and faster. And I almost believe that God slowed this, this time period down uh, right now because maybe he is coming back. And maybe he is coming back. And whatever year he comes back, I know people say, well, you don't know what day and hour. I'm not saying that. But whenever year he comes back, it'll be in the fall because he has to fulfill the fall feast. Um, and that's where we at, folks. If it's next year, it's next year. If it's a year after next, it's a year after next. If it's five weeks, I suggest you get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Christ is coming back. And he said at an hour that you think not. Now, if if it was uh, at the end of the tribulation period, 
wouldn't you be thinking he was coming? But before the tribulation period comes, he's coming back at an hour that you think not. And that leads me to believe that maybe there is no witness. Maybe there is no proof. We we try so hard to get Commonella in. We try so hard to get to get uh, you know stock market collapse and things that we can point at. But maybe there might not be any proof. Maybe he'll just come when the birds are singing and when the sun is shining. When your kids get up from school, you know, teenagers, and they get on the bus and they go to school and they're cracking jokes on the bus and 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 passing chewing gum back to their friends and listening to their iPods and, you know, spoiled generation cell phone videos and all things are good to get off the bus. They go into their first hour class. Everything's squeaky, you know, squeaky, chink, squeaky clean. And they go to their second hour class and nine o'clock Pacific Standard Time. They have no idea. Teacher says, "Pick up your pens, and you got forty-five minutes to do this quiz." So they. They look down on their paper. They start doing their little quiz. And all of a sudden, the principal comes on the PA system and he tells them to come to the, uh, all kids, all, all students must come to the uh, auditorium. Quiet. Please be quiet down the aisle. Please be quiet in the hallways. So they start their little pilgrimage to find out what happened? You know, everybody's whispering. Teachers are saying, quiet down. They get in the auditorium. And the principal comes up on the stage and says, uh, at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 12, 12.31 Eastern Standard Time, 9.31 Pacific Standard Time, or whatever it is, millions of people vanished off the face of the earth. I know for them, life has just changed forever. All the iPods and all the cell phones and everything will soon be going out the window. Because the fate of the nation has just changed. And those parents that was able to afford those cell phones and and gadgets cannot afford them anymore. And for family members who have told these kids that end time prophecy will come to fulfillment, would say to themselves, man, I wish I would have listened. And I got this story for, for everybody in society, not just for kids. Because I've been, I had 12 years to think about this. You know, 12 years. <laughs> I've been, I've been studying about prophecy for 15 years, actually. Um, so, 
15 years is a long time to be studying about prophecy. Yeah, we made our mistakes. We're not prophets. We're human. We we went after things that were false signals. But these are uh, compared to birth pains that are found in Matthew 24. Birth pains that you're not so sure if the baby was coming or not. At least we weren't sure, but the woman had a good idea. But sometimes they don't, because remember, uh, there are women who said, I never knew I was pregnant the whole time. My uh, cousin uh, lives in Michigan. Uh, she didn't even know she was pregnant. Or if she did, she didn't tell her mom that she knew she was pregnant. I don't know. I heard she just didn't know. She thought it was stomach aches all the time. And something's kicking her. I mean, I, I would think somebody would know, but maybe the baby was not kicking her hard enough. <laughs> but um, this is a, a wonderful time to be alive. This is a wonderful time to be alive. It makes me feel special. Of course, with along with the other millions and millions of Christians. But. Um, yeah, along with all the big banks and governments being told to prepare for a stock market collapse and these things happening, yeah, you know that you know that you know that uh, something's coming. And Jesus is coming back for his own. And it's going to be real soon, folks. It's not going to be another 20 years, another 30, you know, or another 10, or not even another five. He's at the doorstep. Regardless of what plans or what goals you have, remember, this is his story, not ours. He gave you life. He gave you the very life that you want to rule. He gave it to you. And he gave it to you for you to be good stewards of this life. So what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Are we going to serve Jesus? Are we going to serve ourselves? Are we going to serve Jesus? Are we going to serve that boyfriend or girlfriend? If you don't know Jesus today, ask him to come into your heart. Revelation 3.20 says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone knocks and opens the door, I will come into their heart. I will wine with them. They will wine with me. Make the Lord just that. Make him Lord of your life. Ask him to take over your life. And if if things are wrong, ask them to fix, help you, just help, just fix them. Not help you, but fix them. And sit down and, and read his word and meditate on his word and find your church to go to that believes the tenets of Bible, the Bible. God is supposed to be first in our lives. Make him first. Make him first. Don't make him second or third or fourth. 
behind our husband and our kids. Make them first because he'll make you a better husband or wife. He'll make you a better kid to your parents, a better student, a better person. Our society has it all wrong. We believe that uh, if we follow the masses, the herd going over the cliff, that life would be okay. It's when you go against the grain. It's when life is peaceful. The Lord is calling men and women out to himself in these last hours. Answer the call. Answer the call. God bless everybody out there, and y'all have a wonderful day.